Hey, hey y'all. y'all! And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, everyone. It's Misty. It's Ani. And today we are doing Sorcerer's Stone Part 2. And we're doing the magical movie, movie mode. mode. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> So, which I think at some point, like, just asks you trivia questions or something along those lines. We actually haven't, we didn't watch the f- first half in magical movie mode. So we're going to find out what magical movie mode is. At the same time, we are asking each other, um, Harry Potter, would you rathers at the same time? So mm-hmm. we're going to spice this episode up a little bit with some. some it's going to be fun. Yeah. And um, for the record, it does, the app asks you. Are you underage or overage? And I don't know if that impacts what kind of questions <laughs> you. But I guess we'll find oh, that out too. Are you overage or underage? Interesting. Yeah. So I obviously picked overage because I'm definitely I am not overage. Oh yeah. So and in fact, we'll give you guys an example, and I will ask the first one that comes up for me. Um, it says, "Would you rather?" Be magical, but have to be a Death Eater, or be a plain old muggle and never know magic at all? I feel like the answer's kind of obvious. <laughs> the options are, give um, me my wand, I'd be a Death Eater. Yep. Or, I'd rather just be a muggle than do dark magic. No! Fuck no! Give me my goddamn wand! Yeah, like, I'll do dark <laughs> magic, like, fuck that. I will, I will do dark magic, I don't give a shit. Yeah, same. 64% of people agreed with us. All right. So we are kicking the movie off. Um, we've got the whole Halloween time and then the troll comes and then Dumbledore orders Slytherins to go to their death because he orders them into the dungeons and that's where they think the troll is. So, you know, we start off by just Dumbledore really showing his bias, basically. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Doors. Everyone, you guys, back to the dungeons where, where, you know, where the troll is. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, like, the app is going to show us the same questions in order. Um, this is the next question for you about Dolores and Bellatrix. Let's see. Yes. Would you rather Dolores Umbridge was your mom or Bellatrix Lestrange? Holy shit, those are some bad options. Those are some Bellatrix. really, yeah, like it's Bellatrix. not really a hesitation on that Bell- one. Like, Bellatrix, I don't want Umbridge anywhere near me. No, I would no, absolutely not. No. Um. So we'll be answering these questions like periodically throughout the movie as we watch it. So, uh, if you want to, do you want to start the movie? Are you good? Yeah, let's start the movie. All right, let's go. I love the music. Save room for room dessert. For dessert. From blocks of ice cream in every flavor imaginable to an impossible parade of baked delights. Ah, excuse me. I was reading that. <laughs> <laughs> like, so the magical movie mode apparently just has little pop-ups here and there about, I mean, it's just not. information? Yeah, it's not really trivia in any way. It's just the statement of a fact. Yeah, Hogwarts of, like, desserts will leave you dazed and amused. All right. I mean, that was a basket of apples, so I'm not really sure that qualifies as dessert fill up your belly with pudding and pie then plop down by the common room fire (laughs) this is bad i'm gonna be doing this all fucking night it's like y'all are dicks for making her cry yeah like neville telling them that harry and ron that hermione's been in the bathroom crying all day it's like yeah 
It's because y'all were jackasses. It made her cry. It's like you, she is still just 11. Ron with his face full of just lollipop, donut, cream puff. Like, why? Okay, what is with the pop-up words? <laughs> Magical mystery mode has pop-up words. Would you rather Sirius survived or Dumbledore survived? Choosing Sirius. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have really to finish care. that. Like, I don't really care for Dumbledore all that much for several reasons, but Sirius is my favorite character. He that was that was not deserved at all. Mm-mm. Would you rather Harry and Ginny never got together or that Ron and Hermione never got together? Oh god, they're both terrible couples. Uh but I definitely would rather that Ron and Hermione hadn't happened because I just feel like that's not a good relationship at all. Yes. I mean, we can get into that via this seven movie series because I don't like the Ron and Hermione relationship. I think it's a terrible relationship. First of all, it starts in year one where he just belittles her and makes her cry. I know. Like, because he belittles the things that she enjoys and like her her hard work and everything. So, like, you know what? It doesn't really change either throughout the series. Like he continuously just goes after he her for is like terrible studying. at it. There is no denying that he is terrible at like trying to show or accept his feelings for her. But like at eleven, it's just being rude. Like at eleven years old, he was not saying it out of a place of like I have a crush on her. He was saying it out of a place of like I can't stand the fact that she's really annoying. And granted, Hermione throughout the series and multiple times is annoying. Like there's no doubt about it because there's there is a point where she's a little bit too little miss know it all, and that I would have to slap somebody if they were <laughs> that much in my face. So like, well, actually, I hate that shit. But at the same time, like Ron, don't be an asshole. Like, it's just literally all it takes. It's like every time she goes to study or every time she goes, she's like, well, I read it in a book. And he just immediately counters it with just like a negative point about the fact that she reads so much. She studies so much. They have no baseline commonalities except for Harry. And you can't build I a know. relationship off somebody else being your commonality. And I just like I in just the book, in the book, Ginny and Harry worked out in the movie. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. In the, in the movie, it doesn't, like, none of the relationships actually just make all that much sense. They didn't do anything really romantically for Ron and Hermione until, like, the last two movies. And they just didn't do anything romantically with Jenny except for the sixth, seventh, something like that. One of the movies. And it was very, very little. But in all oh, yeah, it's, it's the one where she, um, she gives him something. In the room of requirement, oh, no, she like they're leaving the room of requirement. I think after the after the DA, and yeah. she calls him back and kisses him. Whereas in the book, I thought it was a lot cuter. Like she calls him to her room at the Weasleys' house, and they just start making the fuck out. Yeah, like it's it's more romantic in the book, and like they make Ginny and Harry make more sense in the book than they do the movie. But nowhere does Ron and Hermione make sense? And the thing that will always just piss me off is the fact that he's just constantly dogging on her for the things she enjoys doing. And that pisses me off because you shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't have anything good to say about the things you're passionate about. And at the same time, Hermione doesn't like any of the things that Ron likes. (laughs) Like one of his, his two biggest things are like chess and Quidditch. And she doesn't like any of that. (laughs) 
So, like, you do have to be in a relationship with somebody you have common, like, some level of commonality. It's the whole, like, opposites attract thing. Yeah. Doesn't work in a sustainable long-term relationship. Even Emma Watson, in an interview with J.K. Rowling, questioned why that was an end-game relationship. I know, I know. she didn't see it. And I'm just like, yeah, it's it's not a good, like, long-term relationship dynamic to have. Like, there's there's a opposites attract that's good, and then there's an opposites attract where you just clash over and over and over again. And... I want to be on Ron's side and be like, but he grew up. Like, Hermione went on to be the Minister of Magic. And, like, she went on to, like, accomplish a lot of a lot of things. Probably really didn't go in the direction I was expecting her to go in. Like, Minister of Magic's great. Like, go, you know, go her and everything. Still not really the direction I was expecting her to go in. But, like, Ron could have done a lot of other things and he, and he didn't. And he didn't go in any of the directions I expected. But then again, neither did Harry. They fucking made him an Auror, which is the dumbest thing on the planet. Like, he What did you want he, him to be? He should have been one of two things. One, it would have been far more poetic if he ended up being the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Uh. Because that would have been really cool. Or he could have been a Quidditch player. Because it was something he really enjoyed and was passionate about. But, like, if he would have been the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, that would have been made much more sense. Because he, he enjoyed the teaching that he did with the DA. And he was good at it, and it was the position Voldemort had always wanted. So, like, that would have been way more, way more frantic than making this boy who has suffered from an extremely young age having to do the Ministry of Magic's job his whole fucking life, and then to go on into his adult life and do more of it? Like, why would he want to do that to himself? Like, no. He spent his whole childhood fighting bad guys. Why would he want to do it more? Because all he knows. Yeah, and that's terrible. Like, Jesus, that just tells you that the boy needs therapy. They all need therapy. Yeah, so. <clears throat> but, but yeah, no, I just, I don't think Ron and Hermione is a good relationship. That's fair. Not many I mean, in do. all honesty, if the boys hadn't gone to look for her in this, uh, in the bathroom, then his bullying of her would have gotten her killed. So. This is fair. This is fair. I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't hate Ron and I don't hate Hermione. I do hate the couple just because I don't think it makes any sense. Like, I can't give you an answer of who I think would have been a better match for her in a realistic sense. But, like, in all honesty, there just shouldn't have been an epilogue. Like, you didn't need (laughs) that. Like, you didn't, you didn't need that. Like, the confirmation of, like, the relationships and, like, everything like that. You could have just left it as it was and it would have been fine and like you didn't need to be concrete about those relationships and also people who get together as teenagers often don't stay, stay together, together as adults yes because the person you are at 11 or 17 when these two get together is not the person you're going to be at 22 let alone 27 <laughs> 37 whatever and <laughs> wizards live for over 100 years easy you're telling me the same person you were at 17 is going to be the same person you are at 117? I don't think so. I feel like, I think I think that's that's the appeal for Ron, though, is like, you know he's not going to change. He's going to be... And that bothers that, me. But that could be the appeal to Hermione. She can she can go off and do her, you know, big achievements and everything. And Ron would just be this, like, you know, idiotly sitting there going, I have no idea why I'm here. It's boring as shit. But hey, my wife's up there. That's terrible. <laughs> That's genuinely terrible because what kind of relationship is one where, well, yeah, like I have goals and ambitions and things I want to do and accomplish. And there's this sack of potatoes right here who's just here (laughs) and he doesn't know why. 
Like, why would you not want to be with somebody who pushes you to be better and enjoys what you because do? Because she doesn't need it. Well, she I didn't say she her. needed it. You shouldn't be in a relationship where, like, you're that dependent on somebody. But, like, you should be with somebody who, like, enjoys the things you're passionate about. At least, like, they don't have to be their passions. But, like, they should definitely be uh, understanding of what it is you're passionate about. And, you know... Not being like a, well, I don't get it, but I'm here, which is just <laughs> stupid as hell. So, because like, it's in the same goes in reverse, like with Ron's Quidditch and everything like that. It's like, she's just like, I don't get it, but I'm here. And that's just the dumbest fucking thing on the planet is you definitely shouldn't have it. Like, I don't get it, but I'm here relationship well, on both sides. That's the thing about it though. If you actually love the person, at least the way it's portrayed in books, it's like if you actually love the person, it doesn't matter if you don't get it or not, you're there to support them. Yeah, and you should definitely be supportive. And I do like the fact that they're very supportive of each other, like, in certain aspects. But it definitely didn't really happen through vast majority of the books. Because no. Hermione's constantly dogging on Ron for all kinds of shit. Like, he, what he does with his studies, what he doesn't do with his studies, his fatu infatuation with, like, Quidditch and everything. And he's constantly dogging on her for the exact opposite how you know stuck up she is boring she is like always reading and everything like that that is not a foundation for a, a solid relationship that's a that's a fine friendship like whatever because it's just like banter or whatever but you have to have a level of commonalities with with a person to spend like say they're gonna get married and wizards live for over 100 years if they're gonna be together for the next 100 years you have to have something in common with that person <laughs> and like because what are they gonna do together like like actually do together just the two of them no harry no fighting the darkness like none of that just hair just like ron and hermione what are they gonna do together <laughs> that doesn't end in bickering and fighting because there's i hate that that stereotype of like those that old couple that bickers uh -huh. and all they do is bicker and pick at each other because it's not a good relationship to have that's a terrible relationship to have because that just tells you that you've gotten so annoyed at the other person that all you want to do is pick at them. And that's, I would fucking hate that. I've, I've lived in households where that's what you do is you just pick at each other and it's just fucking annoying and it, it just irritates you over the long run. I just don't think like with extensive couples therapy, they might make it, but no, there's also the kind of picking at each other where you're not really picking at each other to hurt the other person. It's more like, I'm going to say what I want, knowing they don't agree, but they're not going to be offended and they're going to dish it right back. Yeah, and I agree with that. I just don't see that as this relationship. Fair. Because it's definitely of, this is rude. I know it's rude. They're going to get offended by it. And I still know it. And I say it anyway. And that's shitty. On both sides, like on both sides, because she picks at him just as much as he picks at her. And it's not like it's not the playful picking. And maybe they're into that. Who knows? I'm not them. Well, then they both need more therapy. <laughs> Don't kink shame. I will. When it's toxicity. <laughs> when your kink is toxic, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shame you for it. Yeah. Because that's exactly what this is. Because this is not a, like, a, a cute thing. This is like, hey... I bullied Hermione so much she had to go spend an entire day crying in a bathroom. That And if I hadn't shown up because I felt guilty, uh, she would have gotten murdered by a troll. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I, I don't, I can't stand their relationship. I think it's terrible. 
I think they make great friends. I just don't think that they make a good relationship. A good couple. Yeah. All right. All right, let's continue because Columbus is talking in this. Yeah. Mountain trolls are the tallest. All right. That's practical props. Hmm. <laughs> I love the disgusting quality of the troll design. I mean, he's not wrong. It is a pretty disgusting design. Never shout at a full-grown troll unless you're trying to save a friend. That scene bothered me. I'm like, you. why did you go towards the porcelain? Yeah, I don't understand why like Hermione hid under the sinks where she's more vulnerable there <laughs> than she was before. Of course, she's 11. She's the the logic of a, a afraid 11-year-old child, so. That's true. I remember that, you know, there's no way that that was a practical. Oh, yeah, it was all cgi the actual troll itself oh and the when harry's shaking on the neck that's also fake yeah it would have to be or you'd risk like breaking one of dan's <laughs> bones they got skelly grow daniel radcliffe does it so. <laughs> i would i would demand a new wand after this because they just got shoved up yeah, I would just leave it there. I'm like, no, my wand is gone. Like, that <laughs> wand is up a troll nose. Well, I don't have a wand anymore. Sorry, it's it's gone. I love her acting in the first one where it's very, like, her her mannerisms are very, I want to say, Posh. animated. Yeah. I think it's more, like, realistic as it gets older, like how it should be. Yeah. But, like, this part is just always hilarious to me, the way she says it. I left Snape's face like, what? What do you mean you went, like, after the troll? Like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> also, I just don't think there was a need to lie here. When they're like, what are you doing here? Like, they could have just said that they went looking for Hermione because she was in the bathroom. And, and wouldn't have known about know. it. Like, none of you would have gotten in trouble for that. <laughs> Instead, all of you are now in trouble. And it's just like, why did you lie? Like, none of you would have been in trouble. In fact, they would have been impressed about the fact that right? you no, They didn't troll. go running. They went back, you know. Yeah, like, they would have been like, okay, well, you shouldn't have run off and you should have told the teacher. But at the same time, you know, like, Bravo. good work. And not like, hey, you all lack serious common <laughs> sense because you went looking for a troll. <clears throat> would you rather snog Voldemort in secret every day or have everyone think Rita Skeeter was your best friend? Snog Voldemort. Honestly, yeah. Because here's my reasoning for it. Because if I, if everyone thinks that I am, that Rita Skeeter is my best friend, no yeah. one would talk to me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely no one not. would gossip around me. No one would share any secrets or anything. So I'm just like, somehow Rita's gonna find out yeah and it'd be like well I don't want my personal life in the papers but you know like in in all honesty well it does say Voldemort rather than like Tom Riddle but I guess like if it was the Tom Riddle version like that would be much better it would be but I would still pick I would still Tom pick Tom Voldemort. I would still pick Voldemort over being friends with Rita Skeeter because Rita Skeeter would ruin your whole whole reputation whole for everything Ruined and like everything. nobody knows that you're making out with Voldemort so. exactly would you rather have an invisibility cloak or have a lifelong supply of Felix Felicis oh Felix Felicis no questions <laughs> drink that and I and I play one lottery and I'm just <laughs> no hesitation take that before every test that you have Jesus you wouldn't even have to study 
<laughs> you just know all the answers. Not that I've ever actually studied for a test. So. Fair enough. I think I think I don't want the invisibility cloak. Well, that's fair. See, it's a great combination. I have the Felix Felicius. You have the invisibility cloak. We will conquer universes. There you go. No one will see us coming because A, invisible. B, luck. Yeah. It is just like really just taking the pure dumb luck thing to a new level is my goal. Would you rather have J.K. Rowling write one more Harry Potter book, but Harry dies, or that she never ever wrote anything said in the magical world again? I'll take that she never writes anything in the magical world ever again, because quite frankly, I'm kind of just sick of her and her writings. I just want it to be Harry Potter and done. I'll leave the rest to fanfic. And fanfic does it so much better. Like, let's be honest. Fanfic does it so much better. Like, let's, it's just, it's over now. It's good. We don't need anything else. We don't need anything from her. So this, this fandom no longer needs JK Rowling in it. So the, the, the fandom has become its own thing. It's taken off. It took off years ago. Yeah. And it's just gotten bigger. Yeah. It has separated itself from her. And I am unfortunate enough unfortunate like make sure i that's clear unfortunate enough to share a birthday with this woman and i choose to ignore that because i also share a birthday with harry so yeah what does it say in the movie this elite broomstick the nimbus 2000 was produced by the nimbus racing broom company at the time harry received his 2000 the model was considered the best on the market harry treasured his nimbus until it was destroyed by the whomping willow yeah yeah, yeah, we know that that was something interesting i'm like give me interesting trivia yeah, it gives it just keeps giving like base level trivia of things that we definitely already know. Oh. Oh, this one hurts. How do I share this? I can't. I just have to take a screenshot. All right. Oof. Is it the would you rather Harry Potter never existed or One Direction never existed? Yes. I mean, it's really clear to me because I'm not a I'm not a One Direction fan, so but I know uh. I know you have a certain love. <sighs> oh, this is this is rough. I'm gonna go with I. I'm I'm gonna go with I wish One Direction didn't exist because I'll take Harry Potter over that. Yeah, because I'm just hoping that one way or another, I mean, Harry Styles makes his way the, to the top. Yeah, they all went to the auditions, so like there's a chance that like they became professional singers. Like Harry Styles became a professional singer, just they wouldn't have done it together. I don't. I only know like two of the other ones' names. I was gonna name them, but like I can't. So you like, got who? Harry and what? Niall. Okay, Niall's the other big one. Yep, Zane. Dick. Um, how how many are there? <laughs> They're five. Okay, I'm missing two. Then, um, fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get messages about this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 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 something British. Oh my god! <laughs> something British. <laughs> uh, my Harry Zane. The ones that have been in the spot in the media. Yeah, those three. Look, I honestly only know uh, Niall's name because it just it reminds me of the word nail. It's impossible not to know Harry's name. The other um, two are Liam and Louis. Oh, I should have. No, I shouldn't have known that. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason I would have known that. So I think I've heard a grand total of like 
four, five One Direction songs. I don't know. I don't know shit about One Direction. (laughs) I have all their albums on Spotify. All of Harry's albums. I mean, that's fair. It's not bad music. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not bad music by any stretch of the imagination. It was just never something that interested me. I got into it late. All right. I got into it like... They had like it was like their last year together, and like Zayn had already left and shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah the only reason I know like <coughs> any of the names except for Harry's is mm. because of all the shit that went down with Zayn, mm. and like it was just all over media, and you couldn't escape that. But uh, but yeah, no, like I <laughs> sitting here thinking to myself, God, I have no idea. It's gonna start just throwing out the whitest sounding names I could think of. <laughs> just like one of the most british white boy names i can think of but i didn't even watch that season of um uh got talent so i i didn't i never watched it Mm -mm. i've watched a lot of got talent too and i just i didn't i didn't watch that i've seen the clip where they made them you know like a group where simon made them a group i've seen that because that's just on the internet but uh you know and them and that that girl group that was made at like the same time. Mm, uh, there's there were so many that came out at the same time. Which one? It was from the same television show, I believe. The uh, Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony. Okay. I think that. Don't quote me on that, people. Like, don't don't at me. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I do not follow the people in bands. I don't. I don't know shit like, about the actors. I, like I like BTS. Do I know all their names and who's who? Not a damn clue. That is where we differ because those are my boys. <laughs> so those I can tell you as probably as much about them as you can tell me about One Direction. So those all are right. my boys. So because I yeah, like my I do enjoy music. BTS. I do too. I I the thing that really pisses me off is I had concert tickets and Ooh. the pandemic hit. Uh. And I they told us to hold on to the tickets because when, you know, pandemic is over and they're going to reschedule everything. And they didn't reschedule the world tour. They just made it that one showing in L.A. Oh. And you didn't get an automatic ticket for L.A. You just got priority to buy new tickets. They refunded Which our tickets. Which one? The one at, at SoFi? Yeah, I think so. What? That was a week. That was the Friday after the Harry Styles concert that I went to. Yeah. And they were there. They were there. BTS was there the night that I was there with seeing Harry. That's really cool. Like, and so was Lizzo. They were all like just hanging out together, and like Billy was there. I mean, I think that's the same weekend. I assume because um, it was like three hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah, I didn't pay nearly that much for the one here, but like they only did the the showing in L.A. And I'm like, that is literally the opposite side of the country for me. I cannot go to that. But I had I had a I had a ticket to go to their concert and then the fucking pandemic hit. And I'm just like, of course, of course, fucking that's, course. That's what happened with us and my chemical romance. Like yep. they, they said that they're coming back for like a tour. Yeah. So we all got tickets. It was supposed yeah. to be for October of 20, of 2020. Yeah. Nope. nope. That didn't happen. Fucking but it's happening this it. year. It's happening fucking this pandemic. year. Pandemic. Oh I my know. God. Fucking hate it. But, but yes. Um, I don't know shit about One Direction, but you do. But I do know a lot of shit about BTS. So um, it, it balances out. Um, so we've approached in the movie because we haven't actually fucking talked about the movie. Um, 
since the troll scene, but uh, we're approaching Harry's very <clears> first <throat> Quidditch match. And Quidditch is just the weirdest fucking sport. And if you look at the American version of Quidditch, it gets wilder and weirder. Um, and it has like more players and more balls and is more violent and something like that. And I'm just of like, of course, That's... it's more violent. Of it's course, it is. Murder. Like, sure. I mean, well, in all honesty, rugby in the UK is real violent. So rugby's like, rugby's hot though. I. I'll take your word for that. I don't fucking know anything about I don't watch rugby at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, we are we are dealing with Harry's very first Quidditch match. And I have to say, like, the stadium seating is so stupid. It, like, in the first, what I'm assuming is just the first movie. Like, you can't, well, like, they have these towers, right? Uh-huh. And... It's, but, like, the students sit in, like, full-blown stands. So who the fuck are all these people in the towers? They're all adults. Professors? In these towers. There's not that many professors. There's, like, eight professors max, which is stupid because it definitely doesn't work that way when you have, like, a thousand-plus students in the school. That's very true. But, like, who the hell are all these people? Now, like, granted, you do know that some of them... A couple of them are, like, reporters, because we've seen those in the stands before, because, like, Skeeter was in the stands at some point in one of the movies. Well, she was and... in the, she was only in the stands because it was the try was a tournament. I feel like she was there at, at a different point. No, maybe, no. Like, I have no, no we idea. Met her, we met her in Triwizard. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but Lucy's Malfoy is there at one point, so the parents get, do get to come yeah. watch. So kind of have to assume most Board of members- them are- the board members are also there. Yeah, and like, I don't know how many people that is, but like, look how fucking many. There's one, two, there's what, almost 20 of these pillars. How many fucking people are here? Like, how many people come watch these games now? Like, the parents might of like, of the students or whatever, but that is not enough people to do this unless there's like all four houses play on the same day and like the parents just come to watch both games like back to back. Like, that's fine. But, like, there's not this many people. Yeah. Who the hell are all of these people? Because if the students are all populating, like, the lower stands that we see in the other movies and that they're not up in these towers, then who the hell are all of these people? I don't know. I I, I used to wonder that, too, going, where do they come from? (laughs) Yeah, like, who are you? But there they are. Ring, those are the students. Yeah, so, like, who the hell are all of these people? Like, granted, the stands in the in the little towers, there's not a lot of people in them. But there's enough that you would assume, like, 20 people per tower. So 20 people per tower times, like, 20 towers is a, a lot of people. Mm. I mean, I like how the they're, like, the rules of Quidditch are, like, super complicated and everything. And I'm like, it's... It's really not. It's not. It's not, like, super complicated. Like, you do learn the rules pretty fast. I mean, there might be more rules to Quidditch than, like, what we just initially see. Um, because I know there's a Quidditch book. Like, Quidditch yes, through the Ages is. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I have that. Like, I didn't, I didn't look through that, so. But uh, I also feel like I really hope there's charms on these brooms. To, like, keep these kids on there. But you know there's not, because Harry falls off of them. But it's just, like... Yeah, but did you ever realize that, like... Um, I think it was one of the movies where, like, they show you how they sit on them. Like, there was, like, an invisible seat or whatever that you sit on it. I don't remember seeing that scene. 
but I hope so because otherwise, or was it just something that I read? Because I can't remember, but I remember reading or like seeing something that was like an invisible like chair underneath the damn seats, like like on the uh, on the broom. No, I don't. Oh no, it it was okay. No, I remember what it was. It was something that I saw online. Like someone had like probably a Tumblr post where someone's like they posed the question of like we get it that the girls can do it. How can the guys do it? Yeah, like it's it's gotta hurt, right? Yeah. So someone said there's gotta be like something behind like a charm or whatever, like you said, and they drew like a picture of like a bicycle seat, like yeah. coming off the broom. So that's Which like kind of where they be that sit. comfortable either. In all honesty, I'd almost rather sit on the broom than a, a thin <laughs> bicycle seat because that stuff hurts. How many players are on a Seven. team? Seven. Okay. Three I'll beaters. Three beaters. Two chase. No. Two beaters. Three chasers. Three, three chasers, the seeker, and the keeper. Yep. Also, handing children bats to hit <laughs> things with. But then again, also putting them in, like, a situation where, you know, demon balls are chasing them, too. Like, jeez. Right? You're 12 years old. Here's a stick. Go smack the other kids around while you're flying yeah. with an enchanted deranged ball. That's crazy. Also, having to wear your full robes on a broom just seems real dangerous to me. That it would just get caught on something? Yeah. But then again, it is in England, and you'd whipping around in the air, you'd probably get cold pretty fast. Fair. See? They show the stands. Who the fuck are all those people? <laughs> Who are they? There's like two people in that whole stand that I recognized, and two of them were professors. Like, who are you people? And I like how Harry is just sitting on his broom watching the game rather than looking for the snitch. Like, he just is not focusing on the snitch at all. He's just sitting there like, oh, man. Also, in all truth and honesty, the snitch is the size of a golf ball, right? And it's a golden color. There's no way you'd see it. There's no (laughs) way you'd see it. This is true. Here's a fun fact. In the early days, Quidditch was played with a small bird called a golden snidget. Once the fragile bird was declared a protected species, a skilled metal charmer named Bowman Wright developed the snitch as a sturdy replacement. Can you imagine if they would have kept the bird, like, and Harry's first catching of the snitch was a bird in his mouth? mouth. It just, like, just spits up a bird. Oh, my. No. Ew. 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 You You don't want to taste feathers? Well, what about in the last movie when it contains the ring? Like, would have had to, like, kiss the bird so that, like, no, he had to, to put the whole thing in his mouth. Yeah, it is just, like, put the bird in your mouth. Put the dead so bird. The dead, solidified bird in your mouth until, like, it, like the, the, until the, it the breaks skin cracks open. open. <laughs> and out comes the stone. Oh, that's disgusting. Well, it would make a lot more sense for the resurrection stone, though. It <laughs> would. That's so gross. Oh, would you I also like have... that Hermione's default reaction to, oh, Harry's in trouble. I'm going to light our professor <laughs> on, on fire. fire. Like, how they think this girl is a stuck-up, like, person, like, in a rule-abiding is beyond me. <laughs> she just, like, straight up goes to arson. Like, she's like, I don't want to get expelled, but let me go set a professor on fire. That's yeah, fine. she's just totally chill with, like, just setting a professor on fire. To see, who are these people? Honestly, like, who are these people? Alright, would you rather have to cast Crucio on Fred Weasley for five hours straight, or have to watch Dobby die once a day for the rest of time? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, now, so, like, the Crucio <coughs> on Fred 
is only once, right? It's five hours straight. Yeah, but it's only the one time, and then for the rest of your life, you don't ever have to do it again. True. But so I, I would the- pick the Crucio only because I can also do it so it's not overwhelming. So it's just like a little... Yeah. But he's like not in can- pain. Yeah, you can control how like how strong it is. So I can but cast I, it and then cast it really weak. Yeah, for five hours. Yeah, and just go on with my day. Yeah, and then like, but if you had to watch Dobby die every day, I for, would lose my mind. It's like I, yeah, I, I've. There's no way you'd be sane after like a year, like of watching somebody die every single day. It's just like that would be terrible. No, I, I would, I adore Fred, but Fred I would is, absolutely. Fred is my boy. Yeah, like I would absolutely because like it's just the <laughs> one time and like there and then you can move on with your life. Would you rather be in Gryffindor while your best friends in Slytherin or the other way around? Well, for a little while that was kind of the way you and I I know like, our friendship was I, I started off as a Gryffindor. You started off as a Gryffindor and I've always just been a Slytherin, so like in all honesty, yeah, I'll I'll I'm not giving up being at Slytherin for anything, so that's just no, my house. I mean, I mean, it's fine, because I have, like, I am a Slytherin, and I have yeah. friends in all the houses. I got yeah. you in Slytherin, I got I got some friends in Hufflepuff, I got some friends in Ravenclaw, and I got a Gryffindor. I have my, them all. My friend group solely consists of Slytherins and Ravenclaws, and that's it. <laughs> so, well, uh, Aaron's a Slytherin, right? Ravenclaw. Oh, okay. Well, you know, see, it still sticks with my, like, hey, everybody's one or the other. So I got my Slither Claws. I always love Madame Hooch's hair. I'm sad that Madame Hooch isn't more a part of the series than she is. She seems chill. She seems so much fun. Like, I would love to see see a scene between Madame Hooch and Tonks. I kind of want, like like, a reason behind her eyes that are, like, hawk eyes. I assume it's because she's an animagus and like you, you know, like you kind of take on some of the qualities of your animagus form, but uh, like the way it does in reverse, but they don't really give you an explanation for why her eyes are that way. So I like that Harry just totally wins the Quidditch game. Pure luck. He almost died. His best friend just set a professor on fire. Like he takes almost dying so nonchalantly because it's better than living with the Dursleys. And really, that just says a lot. Study the neckwear? It's their scarves. Like, what am I studying? The, man- the manner in which each is their personality. Okay. Harry and Hermione are wearing it pretty much the same way. Uh, I don't know. I think they paid a little too much attention to that part. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what it's supposed to say. Yeah. Would you rather belong to Dumbledore's army or the Order of the Phoenix? I don't know. If I have to, like, take orders from Dumbledore I'm gonna be pissed because I think he's an idiot in a lot of ways so I think that would bother me but I, I probably would say Dumbledore's ar- army just because it's not yeah it's not run by Dumbledore it's run basically by Harry and all the kids yeah and it's for a genuine more like a better cause because I would clash a lot with a lot of the order members like I would I would have clashed with a lot of them Especially, I think, with Molly Weasley and her insistence on leaving, like, <clears throat> Harry and everyone out. Yeah. And despite the fact that they're the ones who are constantly getting attacked and being dragged into the war. Like, I understand that she wants to protect them because they're just kids. But, like, these kids are severely impacted by everything that's going on because 
Harry's the target, and because those two are his best friends, everyone knows that they can target them too. And so it's keep the, the kids in the know. Yeah. Keep them in the know. Let them, you know, understand why we're doing certain things or why yeah. certain things are happening, so they can figure out a way for, to do it themselves that works for them. And it's the same reason too that I don't like the trope of like, well, like you see those action movies. And, like, the husband is being threatened oh, yeah. and, like, the bad guy threatens his wife and everything, but he doesn't tell her. So she goes and she gets in these dangerous situations because she had no idea she should be looking for, out for something. Yeah. And then she's all and of a sudden she's like, kidnapped or something and it's like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? And it's just like, but if you would have just told her, she could have been on the lookout and, like, would have been able to protect herself better. Like, you can't protect people by keeping them ignorant of dangers that are coming for them. So, like, I feel like that's really, I feel like that's what happens, especially, like, if you look at the fifth book, too. Is if you, if there would have been a better, like, communication between the Order and Harry, there would have, you know, he might have called the Order, or at least Sirius, uh, instead of going to the Ministry of Magic. Instead, he just takes it into his own hands because nobody ever listens to him. And all you're, all they're doing by excluding him at any, at, at every turn, throughout every movie, all they do is exclude Harry from information. And all it does that is make him not go to them help him Because he's just like, I am the target. Yeah, and it's just like... So talk to him because he's the one these things are happening to. Exactly. Repetitive. Everyone's like, why does he keep getting caught? Because no one fucking tells him to stay away from certain things. And but like nobody explains anything to him either. And it just be like they're just like, well, don't you go in there? Like that's a forbidden corridor. Okay, maybe you should just like back it up with an explanation because telling people they don't do something and not telling them why. Yeah, kids. A room full of kids from the ages of eleven to seventeen don't go over there. Yeah. What are they going to do? Why? I want to go now. Yeah. And it's just like, kids, are you going to tell kids, like, don't do that. It's dangerous. What are they going to do? They're going to go do it. Because that's what kids do. So after, like, the, the Quidditch match and everything, they've moved, they've did a little bit of a time jump into Christmas. Oh, yeah. Now we're into Christmas time. And I would love to be at Hogwarts during Christmas. Oh, my God. It's so pretty. Like, Halloween and Christmas. Like Halloween, Halloween and Christmas, man. Oh, my God. Isn't there, I can't remember where, I think it's, I think it's in like Scotland or England or something like that, but there's like a week long LARP, like a Harry Potter LARP. Oh. Yeah. And you get to go and like you attend classes and things like that. That would be amazing to do during one of the holidays. There was something like this a long time ago and it was in Poland. Like it was at an old castle. Yeah. You would go for like, it was a week, I think, or two weeks. And it was full. Like you took classes. You yeah. had, you ate in the dining hall. You know, you performed spells. All of it. <sighs> there are like, very few things I would not give for magic. In all honesty. I, I, I would, I would, yeah. I would do yeah. a lot for magic. Same. Same. Would you rather get a howler in the middle of a date or vomit slugs in the middle of a date? I don't even think that's a question. <laughs> like, that is kind of an obvious answer. Howler. Yeah, like, who the hell wants to just vomit slugs ever? You're going for the kiss. Yeah, ew. <laughs> I don't care what I would be in the middle of. I'm just, I'm not choosing I'd rather, I mean, my mom could send me a howler just screeching at me. I'd be like, yep, mm-hmm, saw that coming. No, it's fine. Completely, yeah. un- completely unaffected. Moving Honestly. on. Would you rather be a seeker or a beater? I don't have the eyesight to be a seeker. <laughs> just would, we would never win. Ever. Like, it would never, ever, ever win. I am blind as a bat. And I just, uh-uh. Oh, no. I think I, I think Aaron and I would be great beaters. Because we have a lot of... 
We like violence. I do have a lot of pent up rage. I would I would be very good at it. I mean, I wouldn't mind being a chaser either. I don't. I wouldn't want to be a keeper. Um, but I wouldn't. Want, I would not be a good seeker, but just because I just fucking can't say anything. So, I want to say I'd be pretty good at, a, at being a seeker, just because like I'm. I always think like you know if I were to play a sport, especially hockey, right? Yeah. I would want to be the goalie because I like to keep the eye on the puck. Yeah. And I'm like, if things come at me, I, I'm pretty quick with my hands, my reflexes. So I'd be like, just... okay. So seeker or keeper would be really good for you. Yeah, but I would want to be a beater just so I can like swing that bat and that bludger at the oncoming people I don't like. I think for the safety of everyone involved, I just shouldn't play a sport. So <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> just like, let's just go with that. I love the invisibility cloak because we're I at the point where it's Christmas. It. Like we're at the point where it's Christmas and like he gets his invisibility cloak, which is from Dumbledore because for some freaking reason, Dumbledore, Dumbledore had ca- it. Uh, no, that's explained in the books. Like uh, he had borrowed it from James for one of his, uh, like one of his missions or one something of his like that. Missions, yeah. Like the he had borrowed it and it just possible never gave time it back. to have lent it out. <laughs> the worst possible time because literally all Lily would have had to do is hide underneath it. Right? And then waited until like Voldemort went by because and no magic out can penetrate it. Yeah, and it just and then slip out of the house like it's a literal Deathly Hollow. Yeah, like it's, it's untraceable by any magic or charm or whatever. Like you, it's undetectable. So Dumbledore just borrowing it for whatever reason would have just borrowing it. Fine, he never gave it back. He asked James if he could hold on to it. Like, why did he keep it all these years? Like, you should have put it back in the vault, for one thing, of, like, Ham- uh, Harry, uh, or not Harry, vault. but uh, James and Lily's vault, you know, for Harry to get later as part of his heirlooms. Because I also don't believe there's nothing in Harry's vault except for gold. Harry comes from a long line of purebloods. The Potter House is one of the Sacred 28, or no, they were one of the Sacred 28. They're not anymore, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. It's been a while since I looked at the Sacred 28 list. Um, but they are a very long line of purebloods and his parents, like James's parents, uh, his dad is the one who invented the, um, that, uh, hair potion that's sleek easy. It's the one that Hermione uses in the fourth book to like tame her hair. Yeah. He, Harry comes from a long line of potioneers and potion masters and which is hilarious. And, you can't tell me that with like the long, long history of the Potter family, which definitely goes back centuries. Uh, like there are, isn't he like a direct descendant of like, um, he's a direct of the Peveril family, which is a descendant of the Gryffindors. Yeah. He's a descendant. He's a, he's a descendant of Percival, the one that got the invisibility cloak, hence why he yeah. has it, which, and the, and the, and those, the Pavlovs, like you said, are descendants of Godric Gryffindor. Yeah, so like Harry should inherit way more than just money. They should have there should be ancestral properties that he inherits. There should be like heirlooms. There should be all kinds of shit that he inherits, which is one of the things I like about fan fiction is because they do that shit. Exactly. So, they answer all your questions. Be, yeah, like there should be way more <laughs> that he inherits than just a measly pile of gold. gold. And of course, I like the fact that his immediate things that he does is just goes and sneaks around after dark. Just, just. I love how close he gets to Snape and Quirrell, and he's just like heavy breathing and Snape why? just like, <laughs> Snape's like I can close? hear you. Yeah, why would you get that close? Like, I understand you want to hear what they're saying, but you don't need to be up 
Snape's ass and just going, yeah, <laughs> you're standing like, so close. Yeah, you're standing so close. He could hear you breathing. Like that's weird, Harry. This is a giant corridor. Take a step back. <laughs> would you rather have Rita Skeeter or Dolores Umbridge as a neighbor? I would just move. <laughs> like fuck it. <laughs> I don't care where I lived. I would just move, or I'd set that person's place on fire. Like uh-uh, I would just no. I would still um, prefer Umbridge over Rita because, like, Umbridge would be, like, that annoying, like, HOA member of a neighbor, <laughs> but Rita would actively get in your shit. Like, she would actively get involved in all of your shit. And it's just, like, where Umbridge would just be that little, like, <laughs> you know, and, like, that, that HOA, like, boss, like, person <laughs> who's just, like, oh... I noticed your hedges aren't like in line or you're like, they're, your, your grass is slightly long. She'd be annoying. Like, <laughs> a, like a suburban HOA housewife would be but like Rita. Rita is somebody who's not even going to bother with that kind of stuff. She's going to be in your hedges, looking in your window, like just like straight up looking at it for anything and everything. And I just don't think Umbridge would be willing to like get in a bush so she could look through your window. She'll just passive aggressively comment on your lawn kind of a person so i would i would pick umbridge in the senses i can get a high enough fence to block out umbridge you can't get anything to get rid of uh, rita skeeter especially you since she can really get into a box i didn't it's just <laughs> coming off the top of my head damn yeah. yeah no i have there's logic behind these <clears> things with that logic i too will go with umbridge there you go yeah would you rather face voldemort or dumbledore in a duel to the death Voldemort. Dumbledore? Because I feel like he'd hesitate to kill a person and Voldemort wouldn't. So I could take advantage of Dumbledore's hesitancy. And well, I but you could also take advantage of Voldemort's cockiness, because he's gonna True. be too hard and too long and too far where you just like a simple and you're done. My issue is that Voldemort's first reaction is the killing curse. Like he's he went after a baby with a vada cadavra, like so if I accidentally like mess up or I get hit with something, it's probably just going to straight kill me. With Dumbledore, I feel like, because he doesn't use the unforgivables, so technically anything he throws at you is probably survivable if you're good enough. Fair. And I think he'd hesitate to try and kill you, so. Yeah, it's fair. I'm just thinking that, you know, he's like one of the mo- like best undefeated wizards there is. So. Yeah, like, you're probably not going to win either way, but it the very at the very least, I feel like he got better odds with Dumbledore. So, all right. I mean, you're more than welcome to face whoever you'd like, but still. Would you rather like spend the- a month in the Forbidden Forest or in Azkaban? Ooh. I picked the forest just because I'm sure I would be able to get away with befriending something that would keep me alive. Yeah, like you could go spend some time with the centaurs if you they don't like, like people. Yeah, but if you're respectful enough of them, you know, you could be like, hey, look, I don't want to be here. <clears throat> I'm so sorry I'm here. Um, I just need to live here for a month and then they'll let me go. I'm really, really sorry. So, because, like, you can make a uh, polite conversation with them. They're not, like, absolute murderers or anything like that. And I'm with you. I'd stay in the forest. I really don't now, want to deal with a month of Dementors. Uh, no, I don't really need my mental health to get worse. Thanks. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, I'm just like no, what? no. I'm currently trying to mend it. I don't need to spend a month doing. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't need to get worse, and it absolutely will that way. So, like, let's not do that. Um, I like how I love the mirror, the mirror of Aries, which is you know Harry's looking at it and everything. Aris said parents. Uh, what? Aris said the mirror of Aris said. Okay. I've, the I don't mirror know of desire. Like, yeah. Well, the mirror. I I love the mirror. I have a picture frame that is the mirror. Oh. And I've seen Pottery Barn has a full-size one you can buy. Ooh. It's horrendously expensive. It's Pottery Barn. But, yeah. But it's beautiful. And in all honesty, if I was going to... Like, if I had that kind of money just to throw at something ridiculous, I would buy that mirror because it's beautiful. And it's gold and it's massive and I would just absolutely love it. I also think it's really bizarre that Hogwarts has so many weird dangerous cursed artifacts floating around. <laughs> like why do you have so many dangerous cursed artifacts floating around your school professor like why did you keep this mirror that could tempt people to stare at it until they go insane like is that why you're insane professor dumbledore because you've been staring at you and uh, grindelwald's reflection for the past hundred years probably because in all honesty yeah what the hell dude also i don't trust dumbledore he puts a freaking uh three-headed dog in a school and the only thing standing between that dog and the whole student population is a door that can be opened with a lohamora yeah the thing that bothers me is the fact that why is it so easy to unlock that damn lock like yeah, if you're trying um, to keep people out there should be 10 like, levels of security on that damn lock. Like, there should be 11 10 year olds. 11 year olds got through all of the stages and traps. 11 year olds. Jesus, what's wrong with you people? Gotta make it easy. No, you don't. It's supposed to be hard. And Dumbledore, like, he says he's gonna move the mirror and everything like that. Why do you have. Do wizards not have museums? <laughs> like, that's actually a valid point because, like, they don't. At no point is there a wizard museum mentioned. But that mirror could be in a museum, you know? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to get locked away somewhere. Put it in a fucking museum. Start a museum. You could start a museum with half this shit just in the room of requirements alone. Oh, but my yet, God. The room Hogwarts of requirements is littered. Would, that would be a museum. That would fill up the fucking Smithsonian. Like, Hogwarts is littered with mildly cursed artifacts. Like, Jesus, why? Get rid of some of it. Why do you have it in here around children who are known to get into stuff? Like, but then again, this is the same man who had the whomping willow planted on school grounds. <laughs> like a fucking lunatic. Like, who does that? Not, nothing's it's, better than having a... a how are know. these children not dead? Just from the hazards of on the school. On top of that, isn't that... Isn't, he put the whomping willow, like... Because that was it leads to the Shrieking Shack, right? So isn't that... like Didn't he put it there so no one would follow Lupin? Yeah. To the Shrieking Shack? Yeah. That's why he put it there. He put it there for the safety of, of Remus. The problem with it is, is that you have to touch the knot on the tree, which means you have to get past the tree to stop the tree. <laughs> so are you telling me that poor Remus Lupin, before he changed forms every night, had to go and, like, dodge a tree? He doesn't get his ass kicked by a tree before he goes and breaks all of his bones to turn into a werewolf? I certainly hope not. <laughs> Isn't there a way that we that they could have, like, enchanted... A stick to just be like go and poke it i mean <clears throat> with in the third book isn't it crookshanks that Crookshanks, goes over crookshanks and, like, is like just it? you yeah. know moves around it and then does it yeah 
Yeah. Isn't this a deleted scene? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck <laughs> scene is this? I remember Which... that. When Neville comes hopping into the Great Hall and talking like he blames Ramus or whatever, they'd rather this than not get blown up. But he's like, my eyebrows have grown bad. It was a fucking bald patch yeah, on the back of his yeah, head. Yeah, and again, it's just like, yeah. It's like, if you'll notice that my eyebrows have gone, uh, grown back, thank you very much. I don't think I've ever seen this deleted scene. Really? Also, <clears throat> also somebody please help poor Neville. He's just hopping around. Neville always gets stuck with the curses, man. He does. But one of the reasons he's so bad at magic is he doesn't have his own wand. He's using his dad's That's wand. That's true. And it's just like he gets a lot better at magic when he has his own wand. Light reading, honey. Would you rather know that wizards are real, but you'll never find out about it because you're a muggle, or that everything is fictional? First of all, you'll never find out about it because you're a muggle is immediately trumped by the fact that would you rather know that wizards are real part of that. So, like, it's just like you would know you you would know that magic is real, but you can't have any part of it because you're a muggle or just think that it's all fictional. I would rather think that it's all fake because yeah, if like, I, I don't want to know that it exists. Yeah, and I can't have if, it. Like, if I knew that it exists and I am deliberately not a part of it, I cannot access it. I would cry. I'd probably just cry until I just didn't wake up again. Yeah, it would be honestly very devastating on many, many levels. I would cry so many tears. I like how this is a British book. And it is a British movie, and it is set in Britain, and they still call it the Sorcerer's Stone rather than fucking Philosopher's Stone. Stone. I know. Like, it's not like you guys describe what the hell the Philosopher's Stone is in the book or anything. Oh, wait, you do. And you also (laughs) describe it in the movie. So why the hell did you call it the Sorcerer's Stone? It's so stupid. So stupid. By the way, I'm, I'm sending you stuff. Okay. Like, you probably won't wear this one, but... Of course there are other things protecting the stone. You think they're just gonna... I mean, they are stupid enough to not put charms on that lock, but still. Like, they didn't put, like, an actual just normal, like, genuine lock on it. They just kind of, like, put a basic lock that's easily... Like, you could have put a fucking padlock on the damn thing. Or a combination lock or something. But no, it's just this little wooden flimsy door with a very basic lock keeping uh, a bunch of children away from a three-headed murderous mutt. And then below that, you've got vines. Murder vines. Murder vines. They just want to eat you. And possibly, like, a murderous chest set, poison, and, like, some other stuff. Like, this, this, honestly, the challenges to get to the, to the Sorcerer's Stone are the dumbest fucking challenges possible. Also... I like Hagrid. I like him a lot. I think he's a good character and I think he's a good person. Really one of the most irresponsible people on the planet. He is. Like, Poor this Hagrid. is a dude who got a dragon. <laughs> thought he could he keep got it. A dragon that he won in a bet at a pub from a stranger. And brought it to school. Yep. <laughs> Brought it into a place with a bunch of children. And I'm just like, I, Hagrid, darling, I know you didn't finish school, but common sense doesn't require an education. <laughs> and common sense should tell you not to keep the murderous fire lizard, no matter how much I like dragons. I know, right? But I do Would want you... Norbert. Huh? I do want Norbert. Norbert. Norbert's pretty cute. I like how, like, 
Harry and Hermione and Ron get in trouble for like sneaking around after hours and everything like that. But Malfoy just by himself, just out there, just like looking for Harry and all this. Like, how obsessive are you, little dude? I like, know, like, he, and he doesn't like, get in trouble for it. No, he does because he has to go to the, uh, to the Forbidden Forest with them. Yeah. Also, was that the snitch flying around next to Draco? When he stands beside Professor McGonagall. Was it? Wasn't that one like floating like over his shoulder? Let's see. Further, yeah. It is. Yeah. What the Why fuck is, is there a snitch, snitch there? Why is there? I have never noticed that before. Why is there a snitch floating over his shoulder as he's standing next to McGonagall? Long that is work. such a weird waste of CGI budget to put that there. That's so weird. Well, where's McGonagall from? Scotland. Scotland! The four of us. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you heard me right, you little shit. Like, yes, Draco, you were out after hours, too, just like everybody else, you little snitch. (laughs) Maybe that's why they put it there, to, like, emphasize the fact that Malfoy's a snitch. Snitch. That would be weird, but wouldn't be the weirdest thing that happens to them. That That would make sense, though. Would you rather be a rat for 13 years or be an Azkaban for 13 years? Can I run away and never come back? As a rat? No, I just, can I just run away? Oh. <laughs> Those are your options. I don't want either. I don't want to be a rat. I don't want to be an Azkaban. Those are your options. I mean, like, if you're going Peter Pettigrew's situation, at least you'd be with the Weasleys. They'd be well fed. I'll go with a rat. Ew. I like how Hagrid's, like, super upset that they took his dragon. Like, he didn't think that was going to happen. Dude, what did you think it was going to do when it got to be the size of your dog? You can't just keep it in your house. (laughs) Even Filch is like, get your shit together, bro. You're going to the forest. Right. But Hagrid's just like, what about the forest? It's not scary. But I like the fact that they decide to split up. Like, yes, I know there's dangerous, murderous creatures in this forest, but I'm going to send two little eleven-year-olds off on their own. On their own, the I'm going to keep two, and I'm going to take the other. I'm going I'm to keep two and send the other two with the dog. That's about like it. Hagrid is legitimately armed with a crossbow, and he's just like, no, no, these two little eleven-year-olds can just go off on their own. That's fine. It's just like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Wizards lack common sense. They lack all common sense. There is not a single lick of common sense in the wizarding world. They traded common sense to half magic. And I'm not really sure that was worth the trade, to be honest with you. Because these are the dumbest people on the planet. I would love to be, like... I honestly, I think I would want to be... Well, no. We, we had a discussion where, like, we, what would you rather be? A pure blood of half-blood or a muggle? Yeah. Definitely a half-blood, just so I can fuck with the purebloods about all the muggle shit that I know. Like, everyone's like, what is that? I'm like... Yeah, I would definitely prefer to be a half-blood, just so that you have an, <clears throat> a, a genuine understanding of both worlds. Like, I would want to have be able to keep my understanding of the muggle world, but I would definitely want a better understanding of pureblood culture. Because obviously, because of the, per, like, the point of view that this story is told from you don't hear a lot about pure blood culture and you're right. not going to hear a lot about pure blood culture. So it would definitely be easier to hear about it and learn about it if you're a half blood. But if I'm going to be, I would prefer to be a half blood 
from a pure blood family that has like significant standing so that you have the benefits especially being in slytherin house of coming from like a strong like pure blood family even though you still have like muggle heritage too because like if you have come from like a strong enough of a, a pure blood family likely people are still going to leave you alone so now at this part in the movie, they finally got into the Forbidden Forest. We've discussed why it's fucking stupid to send two 11-year-old children and a dog out into a forest at Hagrid. This massive person seems to feel the need to carry a crossbow into, but it's perfectly fine with letting two 11-year-olds go out into it by themselves, which is just truly... truly by themselves and with a dog that it's not really a guard dog whatsoever. Yep, pretty much just truly one of the dumbest things i think i've ever heard of in my life all right (laughs) look at those tree roots like those are some big trees (laughs) we couldn't put mercury in anyone's mouth no shit so glad you realized you could do that the director making commentary is like well supposed to be drinking uh unicorn blood but obviously that's supposed to be silver and we can't put mercury in somebody's mouth and i'm like there aren't other ways to make something silver besides poisoning somebody with mercury i'm glad they figured that out definitely don't want a mad hatter situation on our hands like voldemort's crazy enough without making him crazy mad hatter style Oh. oh yeah we get friends the centaur See, not all centaurs are assholes. Yeah. Friends is the only, like, decent one. Fair enough. Ugh. Would you rather live a great life like Fred but die early, uh, an early tragic death or be an asshole like Draco and stick around? Look, I'm already an asshole. I'll stick around, thanks. All right. Would you rather babysit a screaming mandrake on New Year's Eve or have someone spike your drink with Polyjuice Potion to make you look like Mad-Eye Moody on prom night. Uh, I don't do anything for New Year's Eve anyway. So, I'll take a snake, I guess. Mandrake, not snake. Uh, I'll take one of those, too. I don't mind babysitting a mandrake. It's, it screams, and we pull it out. Like, you pull it out right when it's, uh, you know, everyone cheering for the New Year ball drop. Just yeah. scream, little mandrake, scream. And everybody will either pass out or die. <laughs> You know, the centaur is supposed to come back, like, in the sixth book, I think it is, because he teaches Fifth. astronomy. Fifth, Fifth book. He comes in, yeah. And it's like, and he teaches astronomy. But this is one of the only scenes you actually see him in. You don't really see him after this. I think there's a deleted scene in the fifth one uh, with friends in it, I think. I hope so, because he was actually a decent part of the book. Yeah. And he's, this is pretty much his only scene in the movie. After the, after the fifth movie, we ended up with two astronomy classes. We had, um, no, not astronomy, but yeah, we had, you know, Trelawney's class and his class. So the two different versions. Yeah. Astronomy, astrology, one of them. Yeah, one divination class, one astronomy, astrology oh, yeah. class. <clears throat> Would you rather have to listen to Luna Lovegood spew existential nonsense for four hours after smoking a joint or... Listen to the fat lady portrait sing opera for four hours. Definitely, I would have, I would get a kick out of the Luna, high off my ass. Watching I don't talks think about... like either of them would be a bad choice, 
just because like opera doesn't bother me at all. I get sick of it after about 10 minutes. Which is why I'm going with Luna. Because I would 100% want to listen, you know, go down that rabbit hole while high. Well, I took it as Luna was the one who was high and she's spilling shit. Either way, it's going to be fun. I mean, either way, it would be interesting. That's for sure. Would you rather be a member of the Dursley family or the Malfoys? Malfoys. Same. I I don't care if they're my, you know, nasty mom or dad or aunt and uncle. I'm a magical person. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Oh, God. Ew. Would you rather get a lap dance from Vernon Dursley in a G-string or get a full body massage from Phil? (laughs) 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 I have never seen you make that face and it is wonderful. Mm, no. 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 You gotta pick one. No. No. I don't want to. That's you gotta. Horrifying. I know, but you gotta. Well, so do you. What are you picking? Oh my god. You're gonna. You're gonna. Do- get grossed out but i'm gonna go with vernon and g-string i feel like that would be over faster exactly and filch is all bony and i don't think he'd really be able to give a great massage and like i it's not even that i just don't want him touching me (laughs) like at least with like vernon it would just be over quickly yeah oh oh. horrible please charm me so i am you know i don't remember the night obliviate me Like, I don't care if I forget an hour or a year. Just obliviate me. When I come out the other side, just tell me, look, it was worth it. (laughs) You notice how the classrooms, every movie, just drastically change. Yeah. Yeah, I was... We were talking about that last episode, weren't we? When I asked about the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. Because, like, it changes so much. I think McGonagall's in the first couple of movies is more or less the same. But hers goes through a lot of changes, too. I think, for one thing, they get a bigger budget to decorate with. Yeah. So it's not literally just a mostly empty room with a desk. They actually get to start adding stuff into it, which you really start seeing in, like, the next movie when they uh, decorate the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom for Lockhart. And it has all kinds of shit in it. Like, they have got things, like, hanging from the ceilings and stuff like that. I like how instantly Harry just hates Snape. Just, like... Right off the bat, he just hates Snape. But Snape hates him too. So, because like, of all people, of all people to be a teacher, Snape is the last person who should be a teacher. Snape is a terrible teacher. This is not a dude who should be around kids. No, he should not. Like, I will give credit. Like, I, like, dramatic goth girl goals is to be as dramatic as Snape walking down a corridor with like a billowing cape. Yep. And like, if at some point in my life I don't have a giant cape and I don't get to walk down like a, a stone hallway with a billowing cape, what is the point of anything if I don't get to do that at some point in my life? Because I absolutely at some point would like to wear a cape and then just flounce my way through a hallway with billows <laughs> behind me dramatically. Because that is absolute life goals. I do like the fact that like Neville, as these guys are trying to sneak out, he, he gathers his courage. Like, it takes him a while to, like, get he's... up the courage and be, like, a brave person. But he tries. 
he really does try and like they i really wish they treated him better than they than they do like not even just like in the movies as a whole but like individually like the trio could have treated him better they could have and i love neville like i was just like this is like an annoying character when i first read it but then like growing up i'm like no it took a lot of guts to do what he did yeah he becomes he shows the fact that he's in gryffindor house for a reason even from the beginning like he might be a very meek person but he tries and you know and he and he can gather his courage for that would you rather compete in the triwizard tournament or be locked in the chamber of secrets for a night uh i'd rather be locked in the chamber of secrets for a night for one thing you only have to survive one night rather than the pretty much the year of the triwizards tournament and like if the snake's not awake you're fine just stay put keep your eyes closed and all that and you'll be fine and just don't make any noises or whatever and you, you know you, sh- you should be okay but if it like if it's awake and it's looking for you that's a lot worse but uh you know if it's not because it has to be woken by somebody who speaks parcel tongue so you just don't wake the fucking snake it's true it's true of course if you win the triwizards tournament there's money yeah but you you don't die in the Triwizard Tournament. Unless you're Cedric. And to be fair, in all of the years they had the Triwizard Tournaments before the year it was at Hogwarts, <clears throat> a bunch of people died. Okay. All right. So it depends, I guess. Because, like, so I guess you could just say in every year that the Triwizard Tournament was held just somebody died because they died at Hogwarts, too. All right. But that's a lot of money you would win too. I would I would want to compete in a tournament just because I think it'd be fun. Yeah, like if they if it was during a time with no Voldemort, sure. The time with Voldemort, maybe not so much. Yeah, it's not specified. Like if it was post Harry Potter time, spending in the Chamber of Secrets, like there, like the the thing is dead, it's gone. I'm like, fine. Yeah, then I would just be rifling through for Salazar Slytherin shit. Like yeah, I know you did be... more. Where are your notes? Where are your secrets? Like show me everything. I think they do like. They're in the scene where they have, like, they land in the devil's snare. I think they do run into service here. Because isn't it in the book he's the one who knows how to get out of it? Um, And not Hermione? Isn't he the one who tells you how to get out of it, if I remember right? No, I think it was Hermione. Why do the, why do the vines look rubbery? It's weird. But, like, they're also sitting there and, like, they're getting slowly strangled to death. Right? I love how Harry holds his breath as he's sta- standing, st- like staying still. It's like you don't have to hold your breath; just don't. Yeah, move. and like they're well, they're getting like strangled to death, and Hermione's over there telling them just relax, and you'll fall. And they just proceed to freak out. And it's like you can hear her talking to you. Listen, especially Ron. <laughs> he's over there just like Ron's just. His you mind. know he's gonna, he's gonna be a drama queen about everything. Pretty much. But, like, they've made it past a couple of the defenses at this point. They're 11. They know, like, four spells, and that's it. And they've managed to get past the first, like, two or three levels of defense of this stupid stone. This is ridiculous. Would you rather see Hagrid or Voldemort naked? I'm going to say Voldemort, because in his Voldemort form, I just don't think there's anything there. Like, he doesn't even have a nose, let alone anything else. (laughs) Okay, I'll go with that logic. Trying to see who actually came up with it first. Would you rather date George or Fred? Fred. Okay, but why? I don't know. Same! I don't know, but I want Fred! I don't know why! 
why is it that we like Fred more than we like George? What is the reasoning behind it? I really don't know what the reasoning is, but I want Fred. Like, even, like, you can't even say that, like, you get more interested in Fred because, like, he's the one who dies at the end and everything like that. Because I was always more of a fan of Fred than I was of George, and I don't know why. (laughs) Like, I have no idea why. It's not like they have any huge differentiations between them in the book. Not really. But, like, I like Fred more than I like George, and I don't know why. And it's, like, a consistency throughout the fandom. It's, like, there's more love for Fred than there is for George. And I don't know why. I'm so sorry, George. I don't know why either. But, it, like, it's, yeah, the answer's always Fred. Would you rather find a basilisk or a horntail? Um, uh, probably the horntail. Because if you if you make eye contact with the basilisk, you're just dead. So, <laughs> yeah. Like you can't even really look at it while you're trying to fight it. At least the horn tail, I can look at it and see it coming at me. Fair. See, what bothers me about the scene with the keys and like Harry's going for the keys and everything like that is they left a broom. There's a broom mm-hmm. in this room to use to go after the key. Why did Why? you put the broom there? Why did you why? do that? Also, why did you not just keep the key with you? Just keep the fucking key with you. Like, whatever professor decided this was the defense they wanted to use. Keep, keep the, key the with stupid you. key. Put it in Gringotts. Put the stupid key in Gringotts. Like, that would have been just fine. Nobody's going to get to it that all, way. Like, I want to know why the three, like, challenges they have to face are all, you know, like... They're, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're all, not coordinated, but, like, they're all basically meant for one of them in the trio. The broom for Harry, the smarts for the, you know, herbology for Hermione, and then the chess, the chess game for Ron. Like, it's catered to each of them. Why? And I know they believe Dumbledore planned all of this. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's a thing, too, where it's, like, you know, uh, he told Harry where it's, like, you know, if, you know, the mirror of Erised shows you, you know, what you truly desire and like someone who wanted to get you know the stone the the you know the philosopher's stone to who want to have it and not use it will be able to get it and he's just like and i'm just like he could have just wished for it and showed up in his pocket like come on yeah like it's so <laughs> stupid and like, dumbledore things- planned every single one of these challenges because he knew these three would go after him yeah and one of the things that bothers me about the chess thing is it shows you the edge of the chessboard. Now, the trio tries to walk through it, and the things won't let them pass. Walk fucking around it. <laughs> True. Walk around it. At no it, point like. do you see these chess things get off the chessboard. <laughs> Instead, just walk around it. Because you notice that, like, there's a chess... It's a full chess set, for the most part, right here. Uh-huh. Like, there's some, disca- there's some scattered pieces, like, around the sides or whatever, by the looks of it, and there's, like, a couple pieces missing. But clearly... Quarrel when he played this didn't have to go through the whole set because there's a bunch of still intact chess pieces. Mm-hmm. So what if he just like did the first couple of moves and then had some common sense to him? It's like why don't I just fucking walk around? <laughs> and like that's why there's only like two or three missing chess pieces. Two it looks like because we have the rook and the pawn. Is that what you know? The bishop. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes in the first movie though. Is when Ron plays the chess game because he yeah. does it so well that's true and, and like they don't think that because i know enough. about chess i know nothing about chess but just the way yeah. that ron carries himself like 
they don't emphasize enough in the movies how good at chess Ron is. Mm-hmm. As it's one of the only times like he really gets to just emphasize how smart he is and how strategic yeah. he is. And because so many other times that they just they let that go to for granted when, instead of showing like how smart he actually is. They definitely the movies don't do justice for Ron. No, they don't. Also, the the queen in this, the like the chess piece, kind of creeps me out from the way that, like the fingers are steepled. Oh yeah, it just <laughs> looks real fucking creepy. It's like the angels from Doctor Who. Yeah, don't blink. Yeah, the chess pieces are really creepy, but they're so cool. And now Harry figures out what's gonna happen. He's like, oh. Like, I think it's interesting that, like, that's... I mean, like, well... An interesting thing to point out is the fact that Hermione started on the very back line of the chessboard. She has only moved to a different colored spot, also still in the back line. So Ron didn't move her. No, I don't think she moved at all. No, I think she started on on a white tile, and then she ends on a black tile. Oh. Would you rather pets at Aragog or Nagini? Nagini, whatever. Uh, Nagini. I'd go for Nagini. Would you rather have an invisibility cloak or a time turner? Oh, invisibility cloak, because I would get into too much trouble with a time turner. I just fuck the time continuum up so bad. Oh, I would definitely take a time turner. I would just have so much more time to do things. Yeah, I would just have so much more time to do, like, between the homework and the podcast editing and then the work and everything. Yeah, I'll take that. Again, great duo. I have the cloak. You have the time turner. We go back in time and we just stay invisible. Yeah. Nobody can see us. Yep. Oh, that one's easy. Fight three-headed dog or a group of giant spiders? Come here, Fluffy. Three-headed dog. Fluffy and I will become friends. Oh my god. Would you rather have Moaning Myrtle set up camp in your bedroom or have Lavender Brown follow you around indefinitely? <sighs> wow. <laughs> I, think I, go with, I think I go with Myrtle. Because I don't want someone walking around me going, you know, one one. Or calling me some disgusting little, like... She could disappear. <laughs> Forbidden Forest <laughs> is pretty big. Can I have a second bedroom? <laughs> it's just for Myrtle? Yeah. Lol, would you rather date Ron or Neville? I already Neither. know the answer. No. <laughs> Neither. Not. No. No. I'll take seventh year Neville. You'll take what? Seventh year Neville. Go ahead. I still don't want either of them. Ron would drive me nuts, like in a heartbeat. But Neville would also drive me nuts, but in a different way. Hmm. What way? I know how Ron would drive you crazy. Just the... I don't want to have to spend a whole relationship reassuring somebody. And I feel like you'd have to do a lot of that with Neville. Like, I really Mm. like Neville. And, like, he grows as a person, like, throughout it. But I feel like he's a very insecure person. and I I think he outgrows all that. Unfortunately, the only part we... Like, we don't really see much of any of them as adults, considering the epilogue is as stupid as it is. It's true. Is it canon that he ends up with Luna and they he becomes a herbology professor? I believe the herbology professor... No, actually, I don't think any of that's canon. Um, he doesn't end up with Luna, I know that. And in the movies, he has a, like a scene with her where they're like together. In the books, he does not. He ends up with Hannah Alba. Oh yeah, Hannah Abbott. He's with Hannah Abbott. That's yeah. right. That's right. 
Yeah, and I I think I don't think they ever clarify that he became a herbology professor. I think that's just kind of a fandom thing, but I'm not really sure. Isn't he the herbology professor in The Cursed Child? Oh, I definitely didn't read or see that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Oh, look. Here, here's some Neville Wiki. After the end of the Second Wizarding War, Neville briefly served as an Auror before becoming the herbology professor and the head of Gryffindor House at Hogwarts and marrying Good Hannah Abbott. Good for him. He's also the godfather of Harry and Ginny's second son, Albus. So right. Harry has gotten to the point where, like, they've gotten through the chess maze and everything, and they... And, like, Hermione decides to stay with a very unconscious Ron, and uh, Harry's the one who goes forward, and he's just fighting... Uh, well, he's not fighting, but he's going up against Voldemort and Quirrell. And in all honesty, it's just so stupid that these 11-year-old little kids have gotten this far. Like, right? that's insane. Also, how exactly did the Sorcerer's Stone end up in his pocket? Like, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like Dumbledore had told him, you know, it's like someone who wished to have the stone, have it but not use it, would be able to get it. Why not? And here's a novel idea. Just make it so it couldn't leave the mirror. Also, why or, the fuck did we get it out of... Why? Why Why did we have to remove it from Gringotts? I mean, Gringotts no was one. broken into, like, right after that. So, like, eh. But, which is weird, because what you know of Gringotts later, it shouldn't be able to be broken into. However, my issue here also is, like, you have all of these traps, right? And which leads to the mirror and everything like that. And the, and the stone is in the mirror. Okay, cool. Despite the fact that the traps are the worst traps on the planet and, like, 11-year-olds are beating them, why not have it so the mirror is there and, like, you get all of this lead up and all of this build up to get to this mirror? Why not just not put the stone in it? <laughs> you could use the mirror as bait and like uh, and like all of this lead up and coral would stare at this mirror forever trying to figure out how to get the stone out of it because he's gonna he assumes the stone is in it but you didn't have to put the stone in it but he doesn't could have just put it in, in it. a trinket box and double well, that's the thing the, like, there's nothing in the mirror it just shows you what your heart desires it shows you exactly what you want like, and yet, all of a sudden, when Harry looks at the mirror, now the stone is in his pocket. Exactly. Which is a stupid thing that Dumbledore said. Someone who wanted to get it, but not use it, could have gotten it. But it had to have been a magic that involved the mirror. Like, he placed it like a spell with the stone and the mirror. Because the stone doesn't just appear out of nowhere. Like, in places. It has to, like, he had to have put a spell so that when this person looked at the mirror, looking for the stone, but didn't want it, that's when it appeared. Otherwise, why the fuck is the mirror there? I'm, I'm looking Cause, it up. Because that's just so stupid. Like, so you should have had the mirror here. And, like, Coral would have spent his whole life fucking staring at it, trying to figure out how to get the stone out of it. You just put it in a trinket box. Put the stone in a trinket box somewhere in Dumbledore's wild-ass office. Put it in the... Well, you can't put it in the Room of Requirements, because the Room of Requirements isn't biased in any way. And if, like, he wanted to find it, he could. Yeah. But, like, there's so many hidden things in Hogwarts, and you're telling me you couldn't just put it... Like, in all honesty, put it in a box and put it at the bottom of the Black Lake. Give it to the Mer people. Tell them, hey, could you just not open this and just bury it somewhere for me? Great, thanks. Feed it to the squid. 
Yeah, no one goes near the damn squid. Yeah. Like, even Harry says, you know, like, how did I get the stone out of, oh, yeah, it's out of the mirror. I completely forgot that it was in the mirror. Yeah. It was in the mirror. And it's just like, why just not put it in the mirror? Don't put it in the mirror. Wow. I read this shit. I fucking read this book. I reread it earlier this year, and I didn't pick it up on the fact that it was in the fucking mirror. Yeah. Wow. I'm terrible at this. (laughs) It's like, how did I get the stone out of the mirror? He's like, ah. I'm glad you asked me that. It was one of my more brilliant ideas. And between you and me, that's saying something. You see, only one who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. But still, why? Like, why did you put it in still, the stone? It's still so stupid. Like, just, you could have done so many things with it. Or just, you know, left it with Nicholas Flamel. Would have been fine. Because nobody ever reports going after Nicholas Flamel. Another thing that pisses me off is like when Harry first touches Quirrell, Quirrell burns, right? And it like mm-hmm. turns to ash and everything. Okay, great. It only happens the one time. It, and oh, it yeah. doesn't work for like the other the other times or whatever. Because the thing is, is like in the fourth movie and Voldemort gets like reincarnated or whatever. Right. And he he's able his, to he touch, and he's, yeah, he's able to touch Harry now. Because the idea was that for the past two movies or whatever, he couldn't touch Harry because he would just burn or whatever. But, then but the, the problem book, is the blood of his enemy. The problem is, is yeah, because like what is used, what was attached to Quirrell was like a f- fragment of Voldemort's soul, right? Right. And what is used to put in to the uh, new body is also a piece of Voldemort's soul. Like so, technically, whatever magic is protecting Harry is just attached to Voldemort's soul. Mm-hmm. So no amount of magic should have really just been able to like make it it's like you still have to have a piece of your soul dude unless they had to use a new piece of the horcrux and it was only on the one piece of the horcrux that the curse was placed on in the first place mm-hmm. but then again like you said it, it the spell used harry's blood in it so maybe that counteracted whatever magical what who's it was going on that was protecting harry his mother's because, love well yeah and like that, no, the only way that would make sense is if it was an unbreakable vow yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, the the part of, like, Voldemort accidentally made a magical vow with Severus when he promised not to hurt Lily. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it backfired and, like, yeah, killed him instead. But that doesn't explain why Voldemort can't touch Harry later. Because this this the vow wouldn't have been about Harry. It was about Lily. So... Honestly, none of the magic of what protects Harry from Voldemort it, makes any fucking sense. Yeah, I never really, it never clicked. It's like, oh yeah, his, you know, the mother's love sacrifice is what, you know, keeps you from, you know, Voldemort being able to touch you. It's like, how? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense because there's no reason that it should. Because for one thing, Lily's definitely not the first mom to sacrifice herself for a her kid. My other assumption is maybe because Lily was brilliant, like super fucking smart. Maybe she was messing with some, like, ancient Otter family magic, like, ritual magic or something like that. Ancient family magic that she could have pulled from James's family. You know, stuff like that. Runes, you know, like, actual ritual stuff yeah. she could have been doing. Like, because she couldn't get out of the house, but she's also not an idiot, and she would have, you know, prepared for something to happen. And I can fully see Lily setting, like, some kind of, like, trap or whatever, or protection uh, spell in Harry's room in the event that something happened to her. She could have used her death to power the spell that protected Harry. 
which is fine, but it's not just like a spontaneous bout of magic. This is something that she would have had to have actively considered and done as a last resort protection for Harry. So like, her, you know, Mother's Love might have protected him, but she might have used her death as a way to fuel a spell, yeah. a ritual spell she already had in place. Because she- in the time when she runs up those stairs to grab Harry and she can't get out because, you know, they do the anti-apparition wards and everything like that. She would have had just enough time maybe to activate the spell, knowing she was going to die, but that it would protect Harry in the end. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's the only excuse for her staying in that room, knowing Voldemort is coming. Because a normal person would have, like, opened a window, tried to climb out the window, like, gone it back into the hallway to try and escape, like, out a back door or something, hide somewhere. But when he opens that door, she is standing in the right middle there. of that room. Yeah. So she knew what she was doing. Like, I, I'll give her that. She probably knew exactly what she was doing, intending to die in order to fuel a spell that she already had going. That is my assumption. Now, I will say one more thing about this movie is the feast at the end and like the house points and everything pisses me off. <laughs> because Slytherin because doesn't get Slytherin it. Because Slytherin genuinely worked really hard in genuine, honest ways to get those points from, like, assignments and, like, participating in class and things that they did. They actually worked really hard. But Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville risk their lives, do incredibly stupid shit, defy all of the school rules, they all almost die, and they have to fight Voldemort, but no, they get rewarded for that shit, for their reckless, pure, and utter stupidity. Yep. Which pisses me off, because those Slytherin kids work really, really hard. But Dumbledore will take any reason to throw the Slytherins under the bus and praise Gryffindors instead. And I and be as biased as I want on that, as a Slytherin, as exactly what I see. Because in all honesty, he gave them just enough, like the Gryffindors, just enough points to give them first place. Like 10 extra points. He could have rewarded them any amount of points, but he gave them just enough, just enough to beat Slytherin, which is total bullshit because they were in fourth place. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they're in first, which is just They get 170 points total. Because Ron and Hermione get 50, Harry gets 60, and Ron gets 10. And that's, like, Sorry, Neville like gets 10. Doing, I feel like he, Dumbledore's doing spontaneous math as he's awarding points. <laughs> and, like, he gets to, he's like, throwing after out Harry. Numbers. Like, he gets to after Harry, and he realizes the banners haven't changed. He's like, oh, shit, I was off by 10. And so he throws <laughs> 10 points at Neville. <laughs> So you it's like Ron, you get fifty points for a really good game of chess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? Draco's face is like, yeah, yeah, Harry Potter. Griffin, like Draco looks like he's just really upset. Like they're getting rewarded for shit, and like most of the school doesn't know what happened. So like all of these students are just sitting around looking like, why? Why the fuck is this student just being awarded a shit ass ton of house points for chess? But the like, thing what that also, because here's he the thing. Play? Here's the thing. It also sucks is that every other house is against Slytherin. So like, it doesn't matter that they don't know that Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw yeah. have no idea why these kids are getting these points. Just so Slytherin doesn't win. Yeah, and it's just like, and the thing is, is there's so much hate against Slytherin. Like, Merlin is from Slytherin House. Like, everybody seems to be completely content with just disregarding that fact. But no, Slytherins are evil. 
It's like, okay, but the last dark wizard to come from Slytherin was Voldemort. Like, there have been plenty of other dark and evil people that came from the other houses. Thank you very much. <laughs> also, for the scientific nature fact record, owls are nature's slowest flying birds. <laughs> they use it's them for really posts. stupid to use them as your mail carriers. <laughs> Fl- slowest flying birds. I learned that from a D&D live stream podcast or live stream show where Brennan Lee Mulligan just went off on bird facts and just was talking the show about is critical role. No, this is um uh magic misfit magic misfits, I think it is. It's dimension 20 and uh they have a D&D version of Harry Potter. Oh my god. And it was really it was really really good. Um and uh 20 hang on magic. I think it's magic and misfits is what it's called. It's like uh D like slightly adjacent because it is like a like a dice role playing game, but it's not mm-hmm. quite D and D. It's something else. But it's called Misfits and Magic, and uh, it's through Dimension Twenty. And it like Brennan Lee Mulligan is excellent because he's just like like having owls as your mail carriers is cruel because they are nature's slowest flying birds. And like that is a fact I didn't know, but I absolutely trust that you do. So I'm glad I know that. Also. The uh, the picture of James Potter in the in the photo album that Hagrid gives him. Why does he look like he's in his forties when he was twenty one? When we had when he oh, had him. I know the answer to that. Uh, in the in the early movies, they cast the people that they do at the age that they do because until uh, much later, it wasn't revealed how young Harry's parents were. So they cast at the assumption that they were of a normal age to have a kid at that age and not like the twenty year old that they were. So they uh, cast gotcha. them because they didn't know how young they were at the time. So, <clears throat> Also, okay. what really, really, really sucks is Hagrid giving Harry that album is one of the first times he's ever seen his parents. Like, he sees them first in the mirror for the mm-hmm. very first time, and he just makes the assumption those are his parents. And But if he hadn't seen them in the mirror, Hagrid handing him that photo album would have been the very first time he'd ever actually seen his parents. And that's horrible. Why do you want to make me cry? Because that's just sad. Like, it it's is true, sad. but it's sad. I would love to meet, like, a Hagrid-type person. How so? Just someone like him. I just want to meet Hagrid. Fair enough. I'd like to meet Giant Hagrid. person who's just, like, they are a teddy bear, even though they look very menacing, and they just love animals that they shouldn't. That's fair. Well, magical movie mode was interesting. It was definitely different. I wasn't expecting director commentary. <laughs> My mom and I have watched uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Black Pearl. Yeah. With the, the cast commentary so many times. Really? Yeah. I don't usually watch movies with commentary on. Oh, this is because we had fucking memorized the whole movie. So we're like, let's put the commentary on. See what they have to say. Yeah. Oh, any final... Sorcerer's Stone comments. We have finished Sorcerer's Stone. I have many issues with many aspects of the movie. I still the love the, the fact magic. that we started Sorcerer's Stone and we didn't even make it a full minute in. We were 26 seconds 
mm-hmm. into the film. And all you saw was dark, you heard music, and you saw an owl. And we had to pause it because you went on like a 30-minute spiel about how you... <laughs> Shit. You're not wrong. <laughs> I fucking love it, though. I'm like... I did. Like, just right off the word go, I was just like, okay, look. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about the world of Harry Potter, okay? I have many, 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 many opinions about the world of Harry Potter. I've spent so long, at, like, in the depths of this fandom. Like, in all honesty, there will be times I'll be just like, well, wait, didn't this happen? And it won't because it's, like, a fandom headcanon and not, like, an actual fact. <laughs> so not an actual I, canon. Yeah, like, I definitely anticipate that happening, especially in the later books. And I'll just be like, wait a minute. It's like, no, that was something I read in a fan fiction, not reality. <laughs> so, Question. I def- huh? Not related to Harry Potter, but I, my mind went in that direction. Sure. Like, Because, you know, we're talking about, like, different movies or stuff that we can, like, watch and, like, critique. Yeah. I would really love to watch the original Star Wars with you just to see what you're going to say about it. Oh wow, that CGI is so bad. Oh, but it's like it's a classic. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's just as bad as Star Trek. Okay, but I didn't watch the original series of Star Trek either because it's so That's bad. Right. Because it's I'm a CGI snob. We've been over this. You can snob all you want about it because fans snob about it, but like the, the you're gonna have to be okay with me just saying some shit that's fine you can say whatever some you want hardcore shit I I, I I i don't intend to be nice i've seen like i've said i've seen two and a half star wars movies and you didn't even see the good ones so i saw space nascar half of space romeo and juliet and then the first of like the newest series that came out the first one with ray in it yeah you didn't see any of the good ones I don't from the 70s are. like yeah that's see i don't want to they're so bad like yes we'll do that um should probably like like aaron's a huge star wars fan right yes she drag is. her into this like y'all can just watch me be like <laughs> what the fuck is that what the fuck is that so yeah we're gonna we can drag aaron into like a hey what <laughs> she can just listen to me destroy a franchise that's fine yeah that's fine yeah we yeah we can she doesn't even have to be there for all of them she might want to be there for the first one and just like she'll probably never want to speak to me again (laughs) but yeah yeah i want to see how you follow along with the plot points just be like wait what why (laughs) well like i feel like everybody knows the basic plot of Star Wars. oh yeah but yeah like Like, you just seeing how it all unfolds like i want to see that like i i know a decent amount just because you ariel and my land are like star wars people um but at the same time yeah i haven't seen any of the first like the ones from the 70s at all so yeah yeah reluctantly i say yes we can watch the star wars Yay. movies after harry potter <sighs> it'll be interesting i have never seen the ones from the 70s i like uh, i said i've only seen two time. and a half i've only seen two and a half movies and it's not the ones anybody wants me the very first star wars movie i saw was the one i went to go see with you the first one with ray in it and you and i saw it together at a midnight showing and that was the very first star wars movie i'd watched from start to finish (laughs) so like actually that's just the first star wars movie i'd seen like i'd seen clips here and there but yeah that's the only star that was the very first star wars movie i'd ever seen so it'll be yeah yeah it'll be interesting i'm excited 
I'm going to rip the CGI <laughs> apart. Oh, I'm a CGI snob girl. Oh, there's like one watching... scene where it's so bad. Where it's like, so I don't bad, like to watch anything made. I, I don't like to watch anything made before the 2000s. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, this will be interesting. So, Whew, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like I've doomed myself a little bit, but yeah, we can watch Star Wars. It'll be entertaining. No. It, yeah. Not for the reasons people want it to be. It'll be me just destroying Star Wars. <laughs> Being like, what the fuck was that? Who the fuck was that? Why is that? Why isn't she wearing enough clothes? <laughs> like, that is what it's going to be. That's fair. So, yeah. We'll, we'll yes. <laughs> oh. Um, so the next episode that will come out after this one will be Work, Work Horror, Horror Story 2. So guys, prepare for that. We have a new guest for that one. Um, and then the one after that should be Ani and I putting our barista skills to the test in a uh, review and bashing of the Starbucks secret menu. So I'm going to come prepared with like some random ass drink. So Let's see yeah, how there that you one go. turns out. And it, like we can, as we go over some of the drinks, if uh, there's one that you've never had before, if you, and if you ever get it, you can tell us what you thought. So, Ooh. but uh, yeah, so this is the end of the Sorcerer's Stone. We begin and, the Chamber of Secrets, and the next Harry Potter one obviously is the Chamber of Secrets, where we have to deal with fucking Lockhart. So that's an unfortunate thing that will happen. At some I point. hate Umbridge. I hate Umbridge with a passion, but there is no more annoying professor than Lockhart. Lockhart's definitely the most annoying. Umbridge is the one I hate the most. Like I would deal with Lockhart over Umbridge. We could just because I hate Umbridge's like personality stereotype of like that, like I said earlier, that suburban HOA person. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what she is. So yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, guys, thanks for, uh, I hope you guys like the different twist to this in that we watched the, like the, the commentary magical and, version and, and then, we played, would you rather? And we played magical. Would you rather? So, which, you know, like I have no idea if we'll do it in the next ones. We'll have to get feedback for, for that first, but, uh, but yeah, tell us, uh, what you liked, what you didn't, and uh, we hope you join us for the uh, next episodes. Please Thanks. come back. You know it's fun. Like, look, you don't have a choice now. You've made it this far. And it's true. If you made it past Twilight and you entered the world of Harry Potter, you made it this far. You, you, you've now committed to our episodes. It's like, you're here now. You're just here now. Like, you have a one-way ticket on the Hogwarts Express. There's no coming back. <laughs> yeah, there's no trip to back to Platform 9 and 3 quarters at King's Cross Station. It's just... It's, you just gone now. You gone. You went down the sparkly vampire wormhole and ended up on the one-way ticket train on Hogwarts Express. And you are... You're here. <laughs> you're here. We already you said stuck. where we're going next. We're going into space with the next yeah. one. Yeah. Let's go. From sparkly vampires to magic to space, like, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a ride. Oh yeah! All right, guys, thanks for sticking around. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. Continue with this billowing of his capes. Billow, billow.